0: And here we go. Welcome to our latest co-hosted podcast. I'm Chuck Marple, your host. Here, my co-host, Karen. What's new in Ohio, Karen? Um,
1: We're starting the second half of the school year now. Report cards came out. Everybody did great. And we're just pushing through the school year and the winter.
0: Hmm. Nothing much to do here. Uh, it's warmer. We're not going to have the cold temperatures we had last week. So we're not putting socks on wearing wear in bed now. <laughs> that helps a little bit.
1: Yeah. That's cold for Georgia.
0: Oh yeah. But we're doing okay.
1: So for the politics part, um, spinning around the U S this week in politics, uh, we have Biden and his reelection campaign. And I know that, uh, one of the big topics of conversation is Republicans don't want to give him a win. So they they're they've been advised by Trump to not compromise and not sign anything for budget or um, border security because they don't want to give him a win and help his reelection.
0: You know, when somebody isn't even uh, officially the candidate because he's still got competition. There's still many, many if you want to go through them uh, primaries coming up. Uh, he's got a lot of nerve to try and bully his way around in uh, Congress.
1: For sure. Like it doesn't make sense to me. And and the, the problem is, is I think I, as a citizen, it's disgusting to me that politics take priority over doing what's right. If there's a border crisis, which maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I'm not there. I, I can't see it with my own eyes. So I can't trust it at this point in time. Um, if there's a problem and everybody's complaining about it, Why not solve it? Like, that's the thing with politics. Solve the
0: problems. Well, there's been opportunities to solve it for nearly 20 years, bringing up things like uh, the Dreamers, those people who were brought unwillingly, really. They brought with their parents for a better life. uh, And they lived out here. And they are a very, very successful group of people that are out there. And the Republicans for a long time refused to do anything about it. And as the Republican Party has moved farther and farther to the right, it seems to be very difficult to get anything accomplished. There's truly no Republican Party as we used to know it. And that that is frustrating to me as somebody who really, uh, you know, admired Lincoln and certainly Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, it's very frustrating it's frustrating to see what's happening. Even Reagan would be appalled at what they're doing because it's it's it, it, it's not
1: about doing what you need to do to stay in power like you're elected to serve the country and do what's best for the country and of course not everybody's going to agree with every decision and not everybody's going to support every decision but if, if you see problems the political brinksmanship and gamesmanship is not the answer that you want it to be because they they come from they come from opposite sides of every issue you know so it it they 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 refuse to meet in the middle on anything
0: it it is very very frustrating on that what is what is also frustration if you look at back at the 2012 election which is constantly being relitigated re argued by all these people and you know trying to accept that it was was a rigged election and everything they still won't do the one obvious thing to prove that is wrong. They can do all the different, different uh, uh, metrics that they've, they've proven, all the court cases they lost, all those kinds of things. But all they have to do is look at, even in, in those, bo- those uh, uh, debated states that they wanted to do like, George, like our own Georgia. The down ballot was very successful for Republicans. Right, very successful. They shouldn't have been as successful. That what what happened was that the former president and and others in there pushed the concept of the uh, worried about the far left socialism. That they were able to have success in a lot of places like Florida. They they had a big movement down there because of Venezuelans and Cubans, and in other places. So they had the success. They should doubt their own elections about if it was rigged right they would not not have won
1: exactly you know that's that's a big thing that they don't really talk about and it seems though that we talked about it a little bit last week he sort of is accepting the results now to i think not put himself out there as liable for what happened in his many lawsuits you know so much of that hinges Mm -hmm. on him and hinges on him not believing that election was fair so He's like, oh, that's over. So it, it's really interesting to me um, how he just shifts and doesn't seem to realize how it looks.
0: Yeah, he's, he is a, a unique person. Also, you know, uh, and uh, one of the things that, that uh, interests me a lot is the things that he's saying, like the Nikki Haley being substitute for, Nancy Pelosi. Right. Like that. that,
1: that's, That's, you know, and she started saying, you know, maybe he's got some mental fitness issues with being president, like, and everybody's trying to just explain it away. But it's like, did he forget in the moment who he was talking about? You know, it's like Mitch McConnell just. Yeah. And everybody's wondering what the heck that is.
0: Yeah, you know, the thing is, if he had just said it once and then corrected himself, but he said it at least four or five times on it and never once in anything I've seen, corrected and said, oh, I met Nancy Pelosi. He did not. To me, that that shows something's growing screwy up in that brain. And I think, right. you know, if if you look at what speeches he made back in the 90s when he was a successful businessman, you know, and even his early times on an apprentice, he seemed to be an intelligent person when he was talking. I'll tell you, even from the time of 2016, I think you could start doubting his his, his intelligence, the language he uses, the superlatives that he would use, the simplistic language that he uses. Just and then this stuff now really makes shouldn't make everyone wonder about his fitness. Because they, they can play about the fitness of of the mental fitness and sharpness of Biden. Biden doesn't even make mistakes like uh, Trump just made.
1: Well, here's the thing, though, you know, who was behind him in 2016? Steve Bannon, Steve Mm -hmm. Bannon, you know, you get Donald Trump to be your puppet, and he'll just kind of like bulldoze his way through, you use him to get the policies passed, you want to get passed. And he's not actually president just figurehead at that point, because you're doing all the work anyhow. You know, well,
0: everybody knew. Yeah, go I ahead. was going to
1: say I, the big reason I think that he avoided way bigger trouble in in his first term was his daughter and son in law, and with them refusing to be part of his campaign, and I don't think they'll go back to Washington D.C. to help him. I think it's going to be very hard if he is to win to for him to not do some pretty nutty things. That, oh. That, I- will test our constitution.
0: Yes. And for a person doesn't seem to believe the stuff in the constitution, uh, refers to his, him and controls him. That's a, a very, very, very scary thought for sure. You know, and, and it's,
1: it's, it's frustrating that we are stuck with people where we've got to talk about how old they are and how sharp they are and their mental fitness, you know, like, and I don't like Nikki Haley and I, I don't think she stands a chance, you know, but as, as people have dropped out, they just turn around and support Trump, you know, like Tim Scott. And then DeSantis says one day, you know, I, I, I have a problem with him. He's a horrible person. And the next day I endorse Trump and it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me, but I guess they have to fall in line if they have any future in politics at this point.
0: Well, I think, you know, that was one of the liabilities that Chris Christie had when he was running this time around because he had run strongly or beginning to run run, uh, in 2016. And then he dropped out and suddenly pulled what DeSantis did. And I think people, uh, normal Republicans, and even some of the mega, of course, because he criticized the former president, um, you know, those kind of things hurt him on both sides. So he wasn't able to really get the anti, anti-Trump together. And I think, you know, and DeSantis, the, the I mean, the, the things that they said about each other, DeSantis and Trump, and then all of a sudden now they're buddy-buddy. And, I don't know, know so about Can't pay, can't pay for them. Well, you l- look at the same thing, though, that happened with Jeb Bush and all of them. They, they get out there and then they, they, they go with what they think they have to do to, to retain anything. It It is pretty disgusting.
1: I'd like to think that Nikki Haley won't do that. You know, one of the things that I found repulsive was he questioned whether or not she was even legally able to run for office because her parents came from India. And, you know, her name, her first name is a is an Indian name. Nikki is her middle name and she took her husband's last name. So, you know, she goes from a very foreign sounding name to Nikki Haley that couldn't be any whiter. And it's like it, I can kind of see calling out a little bit of hypocrisy on her part. But at the same time, I think that's a low blow and a crappy attack from somebody whose wife is an immigrant.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, you know, but that is his thing. Remember, he would it was Barack Hussein Obama that he, he talked about and you know and obama showed the show the thing and once he did say it but then he still has never accepted that obama should be president uh and the the, the sad thing is where we are in some respects is is because of his attitudes about obama
1: right and and a lot of people like people don't take him seriously but for for some reason right around that point they started to you know Mm -hmm. it's 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 interesting another thing like sliding a little bit down farther on the reelection thing is uh is Biden is like switching up his strategy, you know, focus on abortion and 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 really motivate centrist and, and left of center voters to come out and and vote on abortion, like you know, elect president based on this one issue. And I don't love it, but I think that it is helpful for him to use that because it proved that there was not the red wave that there was supposed to be.
0: Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of things uh, things that goes along with what's go- going on by. And I mean, the fact that the former president uh, is talking about dismantling the Affordable Care Act. Uh, and I just saw that more people were have signed up for the Affordable Care Act under biden than there ever was 21 million people have signed up for that so he's going to take away health insurance from 21 million people just from the new signees. that's not the people signed up in, in between so it, it is, is a scary thing i don't think that's going to be a winning uh thing for the former president
1: i don't think so either like i'm starting to become i don't know i don't want to say an anarchist revolutionary maybe like when I think really hard I start to think you know they don't want people to have affordable health care they don't want to pay for that health care is not important but women should have babies so what it all comes down to is we're all expendable we're all workers at our level we're expendable and we need more babies to replace us so we don't need health care because we're just gonna have all these babies to replace those of us you know like that's that's how they're looking at it. We're just
0: workers to support oh, from, them. From what you said, too, that I came across the t- statistics this morning 65,000 women have been raped and and are pregnant in the states that ban abortion. 65,000 have been raped and pregnant. Uh, I don't know how, how you can justify it. And we're not talking just, you know, women in their 20s and 30s and so on or high teenagers. We're talking children. I mean, you had that girl from your state that that got pregnant and they she had to go to Indiana, Indiana to, to have the that abortion. A 10-year-old. Now, no 10-year-old should be in a position to get pregnant and no 10-year-old certainly shouldn't be forced to carry a child to term. But you know what they did with that? How Republicans turned that?
1: Her mother was living with an illegal alien that raped her and got her pregnant. Well, that's not the issue here. Like that, that yes, that is also a problem. That is not the main problem.
0: No, no. I, I, there's so many little permutations that they use. Uh, and they use, uh, use all this stuff. And, and there's so little of it that is actually supported by data i mean immigrants do do not commit and we're going a little off base here but immigrants do not commit a a disproportionate number of crimes i mean there are some immigrants that could commit lots of crimes but if you take on as as a total population percentage of population they're just as normal as the rest of us yeah i mean i i'm pretty sure
1: that if you looked at it like if you looked at it from Like a race perspective, acknowledging the fact that policing in America targets black men. You know, you you look at you kind of remove that and remove the nonviolent crimes, and you remove like you know the police provoking them and all of that sort of thing. I'm pretty sure that more white men commit crimes than black men. I mean, white men are the leaders on mass shootings.
0: Well, and then for the most part, it is. There's more likely to be white on black crime than there is black on white, right? Um, I, you know w- what they're showing on that, and th- there's so much that goes into it. And if you look at the violence out uh, that's going on in the cities and everything, so much of it is related to gang violence, but it's not immigrant gang violence. It's gang violence, period. But if you look at it in a different sociological way, gangs are a form of family. Mm-hmm. People. Who are hopeless find play other people who are hopeless, and together that's when it becomes dangerous. Because it's community. Everybody is looking for community. Exactly. If if we had fully equal educational opportunities, if we had fully equal economic opportunities, if we had social equal equality, we wouldn't have the gang issues that we have. But if you have if you've got a substandard school, kids are dropping out. The kids have the families are being broken up because of the various ways and everything on there. You know, it, we're asking for those problems on there. It's not surprising that there is so much violence and murder in different areas.
1: But like, but like, take it back. You know, we had talked about this with 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 L and with Lola. You know, uh, mm-hmm. what like a, almost two years ago at this point. But take it like you take it back and you take it back to like slavery and then. You take it back to, like, Jim Crow era. I just watched a really awesome documentary on Hulu yesterday. It was real short, 27 minutes, talking about, like, the, basically, the things that still exist in the South that are devoted to the Confederate cause. You know, like, it, I oh, my, it's, it's, a. Uh, Frederick, Virginia, I think. I can't remember exactly where, but they actually had part of an auction block from slavery on this street corner. And they had seven city council members and the one black council member brought up a vote to remove this auction block. And the six white people voted to not remove it. He was the only vote to remove it. And the the people that were doing the interviewing, it was two black men. One of them is a correspondent, I, I think, for CBS or CNN, something. And i would never seen his name before. So, you know, it's somebody that is not out there on the news all the time. And, and then a friend of his and they they asked the woman, why did you vote against it? And she said, this is like in Germany, you know, they keep the Holocaust locations to remind people of the atrocities and to show this must be remembered and it'll never happen again and we we want that there to remember but then the two documentary documentarian guys went into a black barber shop and spoke with a lot of of black men um of varying ages you know 20s into 70s 80s and every single one of them said it hurts to walk by it i every time i walk by it i think about I could have had family members sold on that corner. It should be removed. And so, I mean, as of the the time between shooting that and when it actually got on TV, it was removed as, as well as a lot of statues that, you know, we've talked about that a long time ago too. Like these statues were mass produced and they're junk and they don't mean anything. You don't, nobody's learning history from a statue, you know, and removing a statue doesn't mean that the story is gone, you know, like, as a high school student or an elementary school student, you don't walk around and study statues, you know? So that's not how you learn. And, and it's like, what I can't stand is that people seem to think, and it's, it's you know, people that, you, that sound supportive, you know, we want to remember what happened so it doesn't happen again, versus if this statue is removed, no one will know who Jefferson Davis is. Like those two sides, while on like opposite ends of the spectrum are actually accomplishing the same thing, which is to hurt the people that were oppressed by that situation anyway. So you're hurting somebody and not listening to what those voices are telling you.
0: Oh yeah, we, we, we can go through that all day. But let's, let's you know, we were focusing on election. We probably, let's go back a little bit for a couple of minutes on that.
1: <laughs> it's really easy to rant about that sort of thing, you know. Oh sure it uh, is. Like, well, I think one of the big things that I keep seeing that I'm, I, I just don't care about is the, you know, the lawsuit in Fulton County, how they're trying to bring the case that she hired somebody she was having an affair with, and she has benefited from him being in that position. I, I, I'm i not entirely sure that any of that is true, or if it's, I, I mean, even if, even if it is true, how does it matter?
0: Yeah, there is there an opinion play piece, I haven't read the whole thing uh, in, I think, Washington Post, but I'm not sure, uh, saying that it really shouldn't, shouldn't matter because you're talking about personal things and trying to justify not prosecuting the people who committed crimes uh, because of this, this issue in here. I mean, you know, at the worst case, maybe they both should be recu- recused from another per- person or they get a get a special uh, prosecutor in there. I don't know all the ins and outs. I truly think that it shouldn't matter. I mean, it, and how can a party complain when you have a, have a person who got a woman pregnant while he was married to his first wife, who he had three kids with, that when his... Third wife was pregnant. He was out with prostitutes and doing all this other kind of stuff. How can they justify the immorality of anybody else that that isn't even proven immorality? It's accusations from a divorce proceedings. That you know, how can they actually justify uh, crucifying them and saying, "Well, that's just throughout the whole trial."
1: But see, and the thing of it is, too, like he supposedly bought her plane tickets to wherever, but. What we don't know is, did she pay him back? Was Did this have something to do with the case? Are they just good friends? Why is there automatically an assumption that there's an inappropriate relationship there?
0: Yeah, well, because they're both black. But I mean, also, it, and well, the, uh, white Republicans.
1: What, one male, one female. But if if Jack Smith and um, what's his name there, I, uh, Garland? If the, if the two of them went on a trip on a plane and Jack Smith paid his, his airfare, nobody'd say anything about that. Mm -hmm. There would not be an assumption there.
0: Very quickly that goes back to, back to what you say about different expectations for females and different treatments for females.
1: It's, it's disgusting. Is what it is. It's like maybe, maybe it's projection because their party has no problem with people having extramarital affairs as government officials.
0: That, that's for sure. Well, I think it's time to turn into our second part of our, our uh, one, and that's looking at the environment. Now, you may uh, most of the listeners probably have heard of something called the Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock originally came out with the idea once we we're, were nuclear weapons, we had the ability to destroy civilization using these weapons that they started looking at as tensions rose, how close we were to the this annihilation or extinction, or as, they, as we might call it, the apocalypse. And uh, it went on in various times when we had Vietnam, when we had the Cuban Missile Crisis, we had all these, They would move forward closer to midnight and midnight is the apocalypse time. And they would be reduced when the Cold War ended and everything. We went back to like a quarter of. Last year, as much as it was because of Ukraine and all the other things going on, as much as it was all that, it also had to do with the number one threat to mankind. And that is climate change. And that is climate change. So here's kind of a representation of that. Doomsday clock, and you can see how close to midnight it is. It's the closest it's ever been, and it was set up last year at the same time. So they don't think it's gotten any worse, but it certainly hasn't gotten any better. So that has has a lot of. As we think of that, are we uh, starting our own demise? So what we have to do is look at climate change, and look at it in various ways. Humans have three basic needs. Air, water, and food, and climate change has affected all three. And I think of the of the three, we'll, we'll talk a little bit today about water. Water, uh, the, the there are three ways of getting water, getting fresh water. You have it, groundwater, which is based out of aquifers. You have it in rainfall, and you also have surface water. But we we I think water is going to be a big Question mark, fresh drinking, safe drinking water is going to be, uh, uh, not to mention water for agriculture and everything else, uh, is going to be a a big uh, threat if we don't do something about it. It
1: it is. And, you know, the percentages sound scary. And, And it makes me think that people also don't take it seriously because... You just turn on your faucet and there's water. You know, you just Mm -hmm. go to the store and you buy jugs of water or bottles of water. It doesn't seem like there's any lack of access to water.
0: And they also like to say, you know, the plant has so much water. But here you think about 97% of all the earth's water is found in the oceans. And we all know the oceans are not fresh water, they're salt water. So you can't use them for drinking, you can't use them for growing crops, and you can't use them for, the, for industrial use, uh, uh, except for cooking. And even then, uh, not everything, because you don't want a lot of salt in every single thing you use. So it's, it's that, So 97% of the water is not really useful for humanity, other than transportation and, and trade, trade. Only 3% of the Earth's water is fresh water. And all that, the water, fresh water is unusable, as hooked up to in the glaciers, and it's hooked up in in the polar ice caps, in the atmosphere, and it's or and or it's highly polluted, or it lies too far for us to get to it. So there isn't a lot of water. So they're saying that that the statistics are showing on it that only point. Five percent of the earth's water under that hundred percent is available for our use.
1: And it's, it's not like everybody has equitable access to that either. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, a lot of places out West, some pretty extreme temperatures have dried up that their water sources and made it. So they've had to find new ways to get themselves water, you know, like, I mean, saltwater, There are technologies, nothing gigantic or widespread yet that can make it drinkable. Um, But I forget exactly how much it took. But, you know, when I did survival school, water survival in the Air Force, we have a pump. And I think it's like an hour of pumping to get like a quart of drinkable water. So, I mean, it's an insanely long process. Yeah, it's a hand pump. But even to make something industrial, like the coastal waters are polluted, you know, like the Florida Gulf has got a lot of problems with red tide and other other pollutants coming in. And and so it seems like we're drowning in water, you know, sea levels are rising, so that should be good. We have more water than we need, but we have more water that we can't
0: effectively use quickly. Yeah, and then on top of that, When this stuff goes, like in the Mississippi River, that they have salt water moving up the river, threatening the very water that people use for drinking in many of the communities. Not ironically, these are some of the poorer communities in the the nation, in places like Louisiana, Mississippi. So, you know, so this, these changes are not helping things either, like you said, uh, with, with the pollution going on and the pollution of the water itself coming up, uh, the salt water into it. It, it is a, a really difficult thing. You take, take out the states out west. Part of the problem the states out west had is they used unequal une, uh, ways of dividing the water. California took the huge amount of it because they provide so much in crops but one of the interesting things one of the over the last 20 years or so one of the greatest tra- crops that california has is almonds almonds use more water <laughs> per calorie of use of a of, of product than any other crop
1: and that is i i did not know that that's kind of crazy and almond, you said wait walnuts or almonds almonds I, almonds like that's not a, you can't live on almonds alone you know what i mean that's not like the staple of a diet or anything and an, another thing that that i when i think about water usage that makes no sense what do we love to do in america what do we we all want that perfect green lawn
0: oh yeah that's a huge waste like yeah. huge waste particularly in the states that don't have when they're using the aquifer what the got left in the aquifers when they're using the surface water and they're not getting the rainfall. I mean, they, they had had bad luck and good luck this past year out in the West Coast. They had a huge snowpack. They may have a huge snowpack again this year, the, the way that the storms have become recently. We don't know how that's going to work out. So it's improved things. The aquifer, as they say, is better in Arizona. Problem, the problem that you have in in states like Arizona, though, people are farming, and a lot of those farms are now owned by foreign companies, particularly from China. So there's some some issues on there uh, that the people are unhappy about. But it is is again, water is so crucial for for humankind, and yet we are, are don't do a good job with it. Florida has had huge underwater uh, a, a huge aquifer under there that is being pulled, drained out. And what do they have? What's left because it is limestone that's holding this water. When they drain the water out, there's not support in it and they have sinkholes. That's why in some cases, three or four cars have gone down in a a huge sinkhole. And part of it is because they don't have the water to support it. We need to protect our water resources. This is just just one of them as we go forward in time, we will uh, look at, other issues of course in the environment uh, but I want to focus on water today uh, we may look at the food we may look at some other other issues so we can go forward any final thoughts before we go into Teddy vote
1: <laughs> register to vote if you're not already registered vote in the primary if you're yes if we you want to
0: you and are able really to. need you really need need to get out there because they're trying to energize the mega vote So we need to get out there to make it, make it equal and get and save our country. Not, not that you, the frustrating thing I think for everybody is, do we need, should the two people running for president be as old as they are? The problem with that argument is what's the, the, the alternative right now has got to be, has gotten to be just that, that there isn't an alternative. There isn't an alternative. The Republicans have, have, have definitely said that. The MAGA has definitely said that we're going to go with this man, despite the crimes he's been accused of, all the trials going on, his morality, all the things that he did. The hundreds of thousands of people died because he didn't take COVID seriously. All these things, we're still going to support him. We will still vote for him. The politicians are saying we'll still vote for him no matter what. Mm-hmm. that, is, that, that, that is, is frustrating. So we have to be just as energetic to vote for the person who's likely going to be our candidate. I mean, if you look at it, he's, his mind seems to be a lot sharper. His movement's have to be sharper. And he looks in a heck of a lot better shape than the man is a, a few years younger than him. And you're right, vote. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to look at an environment quote by Teddy. Teddy says, here is your country, cherish these natural uh, wonders, cherish the natural resources, cherish the history and romance as a sacred heritage for your children and your children's children. Do not let selfish men or greedy interests skin your country of its beauty, its riches, and its romance. And I fully agree with all that on Teddy. Teddy was the greatest environmentalist president we've ever had. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Karen, for, for taking the lead on the politics. And I believe we're going to continue that for a while, that she'll take the lead on politics and I'll take the environment. So have a blessed day. We love you. Pass the word on to here because we're going to be saying a lot of uh, continue this important uh, topics. Thank you for listening.